Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. What happened to the image of God in humanity when the man and the woman fell? Every human today are created in the image of God. So what we have seen here in all these six points that we have gone through, what we have seen here is that no, the image of God in man was not lost when man sinned. So we have to move that forward today. So what is the conclusion? Number one, the image and likeness of God in Adam and Eve was perpetrated in their offsprings despite the corruption caused by sin, despite the fall that is caused by sin. God created Adam and Eve to perpetuate the image of God in their offsprings and the fall by sin did not stop that from happening. So sin did not eradicate, sin did not annihilate the image of God in human. But sin did something to it. And that is very, very important. And we are going to see that. Obviously, we saw that in what God then had to do after he called the children of Israel in their various sacrifices, the day of atonement, and the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ had to come and die for us. Something, you know, irreparable happened to that image. Yes, humanity still bear the image of God. But something happened to it. Sin actually is dangerous. Yes, sin did not annihilate the image. Yes, sin did not eradicate the image. But unfortunately, sin irreparably damaged and corrupted the image of God in humanity. And that demanded that God does something. And we are going to look at that when we really come to the fall. I don't want to jump ahead of myself today. Yes, indeed, sin did not eradicate. Sins did not annihilate the image, but it caused it to be damaged irreparably, to malfunction irreparably, to be corrupted irreparably. Why the fall of man was tragic in this sense? The consequences far-reaching. But we need to understand very, very clearly that that image was not lost. That image was not eradicated. That is why humans still want to worship, even though they worship the wrong, the wrong thing or they worship the wrong, in the wrong way. That is why we, humanity today, every human today still possesses a soul, still possesses a soul, but it's a dead soul, okay, with respect to God, okay. They still possess a soul, but that soul has been yanked away. That soul has been disconnected. That soul has been separated from the light of heaven, from the divine light, and that soul is in darkness. Humanity still possesses a soul, but we cannot really call it a living soul in the sense of a soul that is connected with heaven. We can call it a living soul because that soul is still alive, is not fall down dead. You can call it that way, but you cannot call it a life-given soul because it has been disconnected from the you know the divine life of God. And that is very, very important. The image of God in man has been irreparably damaged and corrupted by sin. Hallelujah. We are still human. Because we are still human, we still have this image of God in man. But because of sin, we have become sinners. 
We have become wicked. We have become evil. We have become rebels. Something has happened to that image of God in humanity. We have become rebels. We have become sinners. We have become wicked. The Bible says that every thought of our heart is evil continually. And because of that, we have become God's enemy. We, was, we are God's children. We are God's offspring. We are God's, you know, vassal region. That was how God created. That was why God created Adam and Eve in the first place. We are supposed to be God's friend, to be in fellowship with him, to be his deputy, you know, king here on earth. But unfortunately, because of the effect of sin on us, we have become sinners, rebels, evil, wicked, and we have become enemies of God. We have we have fallen out of favor. I mean, we did it to ourselves. We have turned ourselves, we have removed ourselves from the right side of God to the wrong side of God. We have become unrighteous. We have become unholy. We have become wicked and evil. And therefore, we have become subject of God's wrath and subject of God's judgment. And that is exactly what happened when man fell. Yes. There's a sense that we need to establish that sin did not eradicate, sin did not annihilate the image of God in man. And because man is still in the image of God, or because man, every man, every woman still bear the image of God, they are precious. And it is because they still bear that image that the Lord Jesus Christ came to die for each and every one of us because we are precious. We, we, there's still something about us that bears the mark of God that shows that we were originally made for God. We are originally made for fellowship with God, that we are originally made to belong to him and to him only, that we are in a place of rebellion, just like that, you know, prodigal son that left home. is still a son in that sense, but he has left home. He went into, into another country and is wasting everything away. He has been separated from the love, from the presence, and from the light, and from the blessing of the Father. And because of that, he's found himself in a very, very difficult situation, essentially in darkness, in pain, in evil, in destruction, and he was going to destroy himself until he went back home. And that is the same situation that every human is today that has not returned back. Yes, you still bear that image, but that image is has been corrupted. That image has been irreparably corrupted, irreparably damaged, irreparably malfunctioned. It is not doing what it's supposed to do. It's not in the place that it's supposed to be. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. And it's under judgment unless we go back to God and have him helped us. And this is very, very important. And this is what happened in salvation. Again, I know I'm jumping ahead of myself, but I really don't see any other way to do this, but to talk about this here. When we read the scripture, the scripture definitely tells us that we were created in the image of God in Genesis chapter 1, and then we actually, through sin, allowed that image to be irreparably damaged and corrupted. And malfunction, but in John chapter 1, we saw another creation in Christ Jesus. If any man be in Christ, is a new creation. The old has passed away, 
all things have become new. In Christ Jesus, God is creating again. He's taking away the dead, the deadness that we have brought ourselves, this, this image of God in us that has become dead, that has become irreparably damaged and corrupted and evil and wicked and separated and in darkness and wicked. God in Christ Jesus is taking that away and giving us a new creation and creating us anew in the image of God in Christ Jesus. Because we will see in the scripture that Christ has been revealed to us as the express image of God and in him dwelled the fullness of God Godhead bodily and we are recreated in him so that that image can be recreated not refurbished no 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 God takes that spirit that is dead inside of us that spirit that is dead inside of us God take it out and give us a new spirit and through that spirit begin to walk on our soul, begin to renew our mind, begin to renew our emotion, begin to renew our ambition, our will, begin to affect that and also pouring life into our physical body. But that process will not be complete until we check out of this or this earth and go and live with him in the new heaven and the new earth because then we will have a, a resurrected body. Okay, but God started that process here on earth by giving us a new spirit. And that spirit connects us back to God again, praise the Lord, so that the life of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God can begin to flow through us once again. And from inside out, God begins to affect our soul, our mind, our will, our emotion once again, affect the way we speak, the way we talk, the way we write, remember, affect our choices and our, our desires, our ambitions, our desire to worship, and that will begin. To, to, to be renewed by this life that is beginning to flow from our spirit. Now, let's read a couple of scripture. Let's read Colossians. We are going to read the book of Colossians chapter 2, verses 9, and the first part of verse 10. It said, For in him, in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, the first part tells us that Christ is the brightness of God's glory and the express image of his person. And this is very, very important. That image was irreparably damaged. And we lost our fellowship, our connection with God because of sin. But God is now telling us that Christ is actually the express image of God's person. And God is now going to recreate us in that image, in him dwelleth the fullness of Godhead bodily, and God is going to make us complete in him. So in Christ Jesus, God is making everything new, is giving us another chance to, to, be, to be recreated in the image of God. Now let's read this in Romans chapter 8. We read verse Romans chapter 8, 4, verse 29, from whom God did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be what? To be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. I'm going to read that again. Say, from whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed 
to what? To the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Just the same way that God wanted Adam and Eve to actually propagate a group of people that are created in the image of God. The Bible says that in Christ Jesus, God has predestinated that we will be conformed to the image of his son and he will be the firstborn among many brethren. Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. My little children of whom I travel in birth again until what Christ be formed in you. Galatians chapter 1 verse 27. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wow, this is fantastic. In salvation, we are saved. But then we are being saved. That is what we call sanctification. And we will be saved. That is what we call glorification. Okay. Now, when we give our life to Christ in salvation, we are saved. The, 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 that corrupted, that, that, you know, irreparably damaged image of God in us is taken away. And a new spirit is given unto us. The, you know, the Christ-like spirit, the Christ is born in us, Christ in us, Christ in us, Colossians is Christ in you. Said this is the mystery to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among Gentiles, which is Christ in you. Christ is born into each and every child, everyone that received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. The Bible says that they are born of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. The Spirit of God, this is why we call it being born born again we are born the second time not as a physical reality but as a spiritual reality in salvation something is birthed inside of you it is the spirit of christ is the new spirit the dead spirit is taken out that spirit that has been irreparably damaged pummeled by sin that has been bastardized that has been corrupted that is dead that is dark that is wicked that is evil is taken away and god gives you a new spirit inside us that happened instantly when we are born again but then from then on we are being saved that spirit inside of us will begin to pour life into our being and we are being transformed by the renewing of our mind by the holy spirit by the word of god and we and like paul said in galatians chapter 4 verse 19 by little children of whom in bad until Christ be formed. So there is a process of spiritual formation that goes on. Remember, in salvation is instantaneous. We are regenerated. Something in us is parted. Okay, but then from that point, there is a process of spiritual formation that takes place by the new spirit, by the Holy Spirit, by the word of God, as we fellowship with one another, as we fellowship with Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit, as we read the word of God and allow the word of God to wash us as a living water. There is a process of spiritual formation that happens and we are being conformed to Christ in every area of our life. Yeah, Christ was born in us, but our mind, our emotion, our our decision making, our our tongue, our desires, our choices is being conformed to Christ through this process of spiritual formation. Now, let's read that in Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36. Now, let me say something about Ezekiel chapter 36. We are going to read from verse 24 
to 27. Now, this was written to the children of Israel. They are the first recipient of this portion of scripture, okay? So this has a primary application to them, but this has a secondary application to us as Christians. So we can take lessons and we can take, you know, exhortation from this. So I need to sort of set that. So primarily a primary application to the children of Israel that this was written to, but secondary application to us as God's children. So let's read that in Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 24 to 27, for I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you and a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and will Take away the stony heart out of your flesh and will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to work in my status and you shall keep my judgment and do them. Wow, wow, wow. This is fantastic. Now that is actually... In, in a nutshell, what we have been talking about, again, this has a primary application to the children of Israel in a physical sense of it, but it has a secondary application to us in a deeper spiritual sense of it. God said, I will take you from among the hidden. And that is exactly what happened to you when you get born again. We were in darkness. We were we were enemies of God. We were sold under, under slavery, under sin in the kingdom of darkness. God translated us when we asked Jesus Christ to come into our life be our lord and savior he took us out from among them he translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his own dear son and he said i will take that that rebellious heart that that dead heart that dead spirit out of you and i will give you a new spirit and that is salvation we are god you know, took that spirit that is dead out of us and gave us a new spirit. We are saved. And then when we get saved, we have then filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, I will give you my spirit. And then through the process of cleansing, he said, then I will sprinkle clean water on you. So we have a new spirit. We have a spirit. And through the process of the cleansing of the washing of the water by the word, then we have been transformed from one level of glory to another. We are saved and we are being saved. He said, then I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my status. Then we become conformed to the image of Christ. We are being transformed into his image from one level of glory to another. Then we'll be able to keep his judgment. We'll be able to do his commandment will be able to please him in everything that we'll do and that is what happened the process of sanctification and when the lord jesus comes second time he will take us to glory we will have a new body hallelujah and sin will be gone we'll have a glorious body hallelujah and we'll dwell in his presence forever and ever praise the lord praise the lord i think we'll have to stop there tonight and if you are listening to me tonight and you are still God's enemy. You are still in the dark camp of evil and darkness. It is very important for you to run to him tonight and ask for forgiveness. Come to him and say, you know what, Lord, I give up. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner by birth. I'm a sinner by choice. I'm a sinner in my activity. Lord, I'm a sinner. Save me. 
Jesus Christ be my Lord and Savior. Come and fulfill in my heart everything that we've been talking about. And we do that. We give you a new spirit. It will give you his whole spirit. And then he will walk the rest of your life with you. You know, getting you through this process of sanctification. And when this is all over, it will bring you to a place of glorification. Spending eternity with him in the new heaven and new earth. Do it today. Tomorrow may be too late. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.